Hello, it's Charlotte's sister C. Farrell, host of Powered by Age, Canada's longest-running senior-led podcast that invites you to do what you love. This podcast is for you if you love writing or telling stories, if you love sharing poetry or doing interviews. This podcast is for you if you love working on ways to create age-friendly cities. This podcast is for you if you love learning how to tame technology and get more out of virtual events, if you love finding more ways to share your heritage or traditions. If you love any of these things, you can go beyond listening and join our weekly podcast group. Simply email pbaafc at gmail.com and put your name in the subject line. Powered by Age is sponsored by the Government of Canada, New Horizons Grant, the 411 Senior Center Society, and GNF Financial Group. Welcome to Powered by Age, the senior-led podcast that is sponsored by the 411 Center, the Government of Canada, New Horizons Program, and the FNG Financial Group. Um, today, we are going to be doing something very interesting. Um, and by way of uh, introducing um, new people to the book, I'll wait a little bit later to kind of give an overview of what we're doing now. Uh, Mona, hello and welcome. Uh, right now we're at our just a, introductions to the program and we'll be inviting you to introduce yourself. I want to acknowledge that our work takes place on the unceded lands of the Musqueam, Tsleil-Waututh, and Squamish nations, unceded, uh, and at some point, there will be a requisition, there will be a resolution to unite people with their lands or to give compensation for the use of the land. Uh, during our podcast, we have worked to build leadership skills within the presenters so that sometimes we have external speakers and sometimes we have members of our group who, based on the expertise or areas of interest they have, uh, they present the program. And so we, in our, our uh, recruitment for the summer program, we've called July, Juicy July. And one of the things we talked about doing this week is having people who have written a book writers sharing some of the tips and techniques and allowing others who feel like I've heard they've got a book in them uh, to ask questions. So that's going to be our main activity for today. And we are going to continue to look forward to what other things we had talked about for this month uh, that we're going to do movement in motion. We have uh, a participant who has studied uh, a course on how to use movement so that it is a, a healing activity. We also have uh, two people within our group, uh, Ryan, <laughs> the, my screen is cut off so that Neil has lost it. I just see Ryan over there, but, but who has done uh, EFT and periodically, it's good to have these things that you can just do for a couple of moments. Uh, Chris has experienced chair exercise. Some other people have done chair exercise. So we're going to be showing some ways to not have this hour that we sit not only in this Zoom, but other programs that are doing their and celebrations, their annual events through uh, seated. we're going to look at some ways to do uh, more movement. And then this is 
we had talked about uh, that there's an interest in seniors, we called it grown folks talking about sexuality and sensuality. And we were looking at possibly doing that uh, the fourth Thursday of the month. And we're thinking that we'll probably have two sessions dealing with that because this is also Pride Month. In June, we acknowledge Pride Month internationally, but in Vancouver, uh, it is August. And so we're going to be uh, drawing upon some of our, our members from uh, Quirky for ideas on how we would discuss uh, sensuality and sexuality, as well as highlight the e-zine and other things that are happening around uh, Vancouver. On the 30th, the 411 Center is a sponsor of, uh, I think, because this is an all-day event that's going to be happening at Community. That's the e event for older adults, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so there is part of it that is, it's not all day. There's part of it that is uh, in person and they're also doing virtual. And the zine, what happens is, what's been happening is that for people during this time of the pandemic and when people haven't actually been able to physically get together, they've put packages together and they've distributed those packages to, to people who register for the event. So the zine has uh, always gone in those packages. So I know for sure that there, the zine will be going out um, in those packages. And I know that um, community was printing 50 copies for themselves for that event and 50 copies for Quirky. So I'm sure there'll be some available and I can find out. I know a couple of people are going to be there in person, so I'll make sure that they have a few copies. Okay, well, the, the four senior centers as co-sponsors or participants in sponsoring the event, we're looking for a way that with our podcast we can uh, share some of the information or share some of the activities that would be happening there for people who won't be going to the live event. So I can talk with you a bit more um, uh, about how that might take place on the Thursday, the 29th of June, July. <laughs> so we're in juicy okay. July. Uh, so today we're going to introduce uh, ourselves in the normal fashion and then of our authors putting on uh, the square stage, we're <laughs> our rectangular stage, uh, Neil and, and uh, Leslie sharing some tips of your process in, in, in finishing a book or completing a book and ideas on marketing. I have some things from a book that I was just recently included in and there were some marketing tips that I will share from that and I, I think each of you have had different ones. So that's the focus of our conversation today. And we expect other people that are going to be dropping in who said they wanted to take part of this to be joining us. So um, we'll start with the windows. I'll ask Jesse. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Jesse. I was at the dentist this morning, so my mouth is a little frozen still. Was there a prompt beyond who I am? I'm sorry. I, I, I missed that part. Or am I just oh, yes, myself? just who you are. Yes. I'm Jesse. Um, I help with technical stuff here at the podcast. Apparently, the dentist is affecting more than just my mouth. Um, and uh, yeah, happy to be here today. Okay, Leslie. Yes, I'm Leslie Hebert. I live in New Westminster. I teach English as a Second Language online via Skype and Zoom. 
And I also write uh, poetry, short stories, and I'm in the process of trying to complete a book about my travels to Japan a while back. Okay, Neil? Yes, my name is Neil Ryan, and uh, I'm a published author, self-published, by the way. This is from the other side, uh, and I have it both in soft copy and in hard copy, which are, I, I, I'm quite surprised how beautiful they turned out. Uh, and I have a brand new book at the printers called The Brighton Tarot Card Mystery, but uh, that's, I'm just publishing just locally here. I, I haven't gone to the to the big time publisher in the US, but I have some tips about it and uh, be happy to share them with you. Thank you. Okay, uh, Chris, thank you. My name's Chris Morrissey and I live in East Van and I'm a member of Quirky, the Queer Imaging and Writing Collective for Elders. And we took some, uh, we decided we wanted to use not the actual letters that uh, normally spell writers, but uh, we wanted we wanted to end up with a, an acronym, a word. So, um, queer imaging and writing uh, for elders. Um, I'm um, in the process of trying to put together a whole bunch of different pieces that I've written and and to see how they might form a, a memoir or part of a memoir. And tonight, uh, I'm, I'm, I've just joined the City of Vancouver Advisory Committee for People with Disabilities, and tonight's the first meeting of that advisory committee. Are they meeting virtually or physically? Yes, virtually. Oh, so we'll know who to funnel our suggestions to, our ideas. <laughs> Uh, Nancy? Oh, hi. I'm Nancy Sinclair, and um, I love to write myself. I've contributed to a couple of different books, and I'm really interested to hear everybody's process today, so thank you. Okay. Uh, Ramona? Hi. So, I'm Ramona, and um, I, I'm a retired professor, Mumbai University. We came to Toronto three years ago and moved to Vancouver six months ago. So um, I have one published um, text. It's actually my thesis, which for which I got a publication award. So this is an academic book, but I wanted to try my hand at um, writing, uh, creative writing. So. I have specialized in French and I have written a small book for children. But being a teacher, like it's it's not exactly only a story. You could learn French by reading that book. So that I would like to know how to go about publishing it. And I can't afford to go to hire a publisher. So self-publication seems to be a very good option. I also started writing um, small memoir, um, just uh, just vignettes about a few of my family members. So I'm in the process of completing that. And so your topic for today's podcast was 
really very attractive to me. <laughs> That's about it so far. Okay, and I'd like to acknowledge she's Dr. Ramona. She said a very nice note. So welcome to our group. Thank you. Thank you so much. All of you are so talented and accomplished. I'm, I'm honored to be with you. Well, we're honored to have you with us. So with that, uh, oh, I'll say I have published two books of poetry. And then the most recently thing I'm involved with is uh this is an anthology. It was an anthology of um, a woman has printed. This is her third round of publishing things for people. Uh, that's an anthology. Her first was Entrepreneurial Women of Faith. And in that first one, it was only Christian faith stories. And the second one was Entrepreneurial Women of Faith of Any Faith. Um, and there were... Um, stories. And then the third one was 2020, A Year of Faith. And each person was asked to write about how their faith helped them through the pandemic. But uh, today I'll be sharing some of the marketing materials that she used to go with the book, which is uh, kind of a stepping stone of, of learning from being a publisher, using the tools that are in uh, Amazon and other things that help self-publishers, to then creating things that help authors to uh, publish their books or promote their books. Uh, so who would like to share first about their process or tips in the books that they are have working have done or working on? Yeah, okay, I'll go first. <laughs> who wants to jump in? Um, the uh, Japanese memoir that I'm writing is actually my second attempt at a book. Um, my first attempt was something that came out of my teaching at an international language school and the need for phonics material for adults whose first alphabet is not the Roman alphabet. And I got a lot of encouragement from my colleagues at work and I completed the book and then it was like, oh, I have to find a publisher and I never did. Um, it's Actually, it seemed to be more work looking for a publisher than it did actually writing the book. And uh, I was looking at specialist ESL publishers across North America. And it, I think I spent as much writing my uh, proposal for publication as I did almost the actual book. So that's kind of fallen by the wayside. I gave up on that. And then now my second effort here started out, it was interesting that Dr. Srinivasan talked about vignettes, um, started out as a series of short stories that I did for a writing group um, based on a trip I took to Japan uh, uh, 10 years ago now um, for a family event, actually, and to stay with friends in Japan. And it's, um, I'm attempting to provide an insight that goes a little deeper than the regular travelogue because I was actually in this total immersion experience, staying with family, staying with friends. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. What has helped me with this um, is I started out with the vignettes and then it's important to have a draft outline so you know where your thing's going before you even start. And I've tried to make a habit of writing something every day or at least doing a little bit of revision every day. It's important to have a routine and um, allow time to do it. I've realized that this is going to be a very lengthy procedure. I've been on it for a year already. 
Um, it's and one of and I belong to a writing group, which I would also encourage people to do um, if you're working on a text. A very supportive group. Um, we read, you know, we read pieces to each other and we provide constructive feedback to each other, and that's really helped me to focus and improve my writing technique as well. Uh, because I've never taken any formal creative writing classes, but I, I I realized when I started this that I did have a lot to learn. Um, and then once you get something written, go back and revise and review, polish it up. You know everything that I've you know I feel is more or less complete. I've actually is sort of a third or sometimes a fourth draft of the original. So. Yeah, don't, you know, the first draft is just a starting point and go, and it is work to go back and revise and revise and revise. Um, when it comes to marketing, I'm not there yet. I'm about two thirds of the way through my project. So I will be very interested today in hearing marketing tips, actually, it would be very useful for me too. So, yeah, so if anybody has any questions. Yeah, Leslie, you mentioned writing group. And I think I remember you said you live in East Van. Uh, New Westminster. Oh, New Westminster. Oh, so so no. Mm -hmm. Then I, I, I really wanted to know what that writing group was because when I was in Toronto, I did join Firefly Creative Writing mm -hmm. um, group. Um, they, they like story workshop, and that's how I came out with that. Idea. We're actually meeting on Zoom right now. So um, if you want to leave me your email, I can certainly send you some contact information. Um, we've okay. actually got a member that he's actually down in Washington State right now. So um, okay. we, we'll probably keep the Zoom format so that all our members can still continue to take part. Okay. So I, I, I leave my email in the in the chat. Yeah, please. I would be mm -hmm. very happy to get connected. Thank you so much. I appreciate all your tips. And I know what you're saying is right, like having the routine and writing it because I I wrote all that a year ago and then I just didn't look at it again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there is no excuse. You have to be more disciplined. I have to rather. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I must Thank admit you. it's been a bit easier during the pandemic because I've been at home so much. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, I had all these challenges of adjusting to this new country and yeah, climate sure. and mm. at this age and, you know, moving from Toronto to Vancouver and mm -hmm. everything was so that I know these sound like excuses, but I I couldn't focus my mind, so I I thank you for reiterating that you know sitting every day and writing. Right. There is no other option for getting it done. <laughs> okay. Right. So Leslie, I have a question. Mm -hmm. um, you you talked about and you said about writing the vignettes, and then. Did and did you write them in any order or how? how um, not particularly. When I travel, I usually keep a travel journal, which was actually very helpful recalling details. But um, not the writing group that I'm in now. But I joined another writing group and did. Uh, we did a whole 
group of courses on travel writing, and I actually write wrote these for that particular group. Mm-hmm. And no, not in any particular order, just things that I remembered that were particularly vivid in my mind. And one of them is actually going to be the last chapter of the book. Mm, okay. Um, another one is going to be sort of the first chapter, and a couple more come somewhere around the middle. But I've reordered them since I wrote them. Okay. And um, what criteria did you use for for ordering them and reordering them? Um, well, it's a chronological order. It's the order of the trip and the experiences okay. that I went through based on my travel journal. Okay. Yes. Thanks. Mm. One of the things uh, Jim Arnett said, he's done uh, vignettes and memoirs, that it's easy. Another way is something that you're really excited about. If there was some particular thing about the trip, sometimes people make that wait until they've done, you know, things in chronological order. So whatever that hot thing is, write it because then it encourages you to do the rest. It helps to just enjoy the experience again. So he said that's true both of whether it's a travel um, memoir or whether it's a memoir about life, that's the sticking place people Mm -hmm. get sometimes of that it's not in order. Yeah. Another thing, just in answer to Chris's question also, is although it's basically chronological, um, it's also uh, travel writing is it's a, an acting creative nonfiction. So um, I've played with the timeline a little just to make it more of a readable narrative. And I have changed the order of some of the events, but that has come after the first draft. Yeah. One of the things I like about yours too, Nancy, is that sometimes people say, oh, that was five years ago. It's too late. And so even though it was 10 years, you're still excited about it and mm-hmm. dedicated to getting it out. So I think that's that's very encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, around uh, writing groups, I have written poetry, but there was a period at 65, I decided I'd go to film school and we had to write uh, scripts. And so I found it really helpful then having a group that would read, you know, read pages and people would give you feedback. Well, since I've been in LA, I haven't, I mean, since I've been in Vancouver, I haven't done any new scripts. So I started searching around and I found there were two groups, one that meets at seven o'clock at night. And I thought, well, that'll be great because everything's settled. But then I find they read until 11 because each person has a chance to read 10 pages and then they give feedback. But Facebook Facebook groups is also a place that you can find um, writers groups around different topics and different types of writers from screenwriters, mystery writers, uh, etc. Okay, Neil, uh, you want to share about your tips or techniques? And I think there was a there are a few people who have questions about the self publishing. Can I share a little bit about um, my um, experience of this is the second publisher that I've worked with. I agree with Leslie a hundred percent that uh, trying to find a printer and and uh, going with cap in hand to please 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 publish my uh, my uh, my book. Um, I found that a little bit daunting, but also I had a particular publisher that I had in mind for this and um, when I went there they talked me into publishing it 
I wanted to publish with uh, the, 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 the biggest publisher of self-help books because my, my book from the other side is spiritually oriented. And so I, I went to um, Hay House and, um, uh, and uh, they put me into their publishing group, which is Balboa. And uh, I want to tell you very briefly about self-publishing publishers. They have no, they take no risk because you pay for everything up front. You pay for absolutely everything. And, and so it cost me about $2,000 by the time all the dust settled and so forth. And, uh, but they never sold a single book. Now, a few of them got sold because I, I, carried a card and I, I talked to people I'm t I talked to people all the time and even last night at the grocery store I invited a couple of people to to uh, go to uh, Westwood books and and buy uh, buy a copy of whether they do or not that that's uh, you know you you there you, uh, you takes your you make your best effort and then you let go of the outcome. And uh, shame on me that I paid another $1,800 in total to $1,200 to start with and then another $500 to get a web page, which I have no idea where the hell the web page has gone. But, but uh, Westwood Books, I got to just say one thing. They did a really, really good job. Of, of putting together the book it 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 feels good and the and I, I, I have to go get it but uh, the uh, hard copy uh, is just absolutely beautiful so um, I bought a few of my own and I there's been a few sales but uh, they want me to do all the promotional all the marketing all the and and uh, I, they published me last December with my money, uh, but I've had a couple of health challenges this year and have, and have, uh, have not had the time and energy, but I've started just this week to go to the Burnaby Library to say, hey, I think you should carry my book. And uh, we'll see how that goes. And I'm also going to take, uh, I've ordered another uh, 10 books from Westwood Books. I've ordered another 10. Plus, I've ordered 10 of the new one from the local publisher. And they only cost me, I'm really surprised. It's, uh, it's exactly 90 pages. It's called The Brighton Tarot Card Mystery. And it's got, Three uh, short stories. It's got the Brighton Tarot Card Mystery, which is 40 pages. And then it's got three of my own short stories. And then it's got five short stories. And my my publisher here, my, my printer here, is giving it to me at a very reasonable price. And I'm going to take 
can and go to the local stores and uh, I'm trying to get a little display rack and so I, I'm working on it which is just I'm just sort of beginning to do some marketing but I'm going to go to local stores and see if they will take five five copies and if they have sold them then they pay me and then that way I, they almost can't turn me down because I'm giving them a chance to 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 sell five copies at 15 bucks a piece we split that half and half and um, we'll see we'll see how that goes but as far as Westwood books is concerned um, I've had some real difficult times with them and the latest one is, is that they I paid them $500 for a web page and I, I have no idea where it is and I can't I phone I have phoned I have phoned I have phoned so uh, shame on me fool me twice I got fooled twice that somehow that the self-publishing I tell you the real simple fact is they want to carry the book on my dime. They don't invest anything. They make sure that theirs is covered with both hands. So I'm still paying for the last one. And uh, I'll have my credit cards paid shortly. I just paid one of them off, so I was really, really pleased uh, uh, with, with that one, I got one of them out of the way. I think the New Zealand word is, is I was really chiffed. That means I'm really proud of myself. So, anyway. Chuffed in the UK, he says really chuffed. Chuffed, yes, 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 thank you. What was the local publisher that you use? I use um, Minuteman printers and they're just on uh, in new west they're just at uh, agnes street uh, r r right beside douglas college and uh, and patrick is the man there and uh, uh, i've done business with him for a few years because i've i've published the the um, tarot card mysteries i published them about three years ago uh, the first, <laughs> uh, I, I like Leslie's idea that of of, uh, of rereading re re the draft. I do it by going and publishing it, and then I find <laughs> I find the mistake. You know, even after you publish it, you've got to notice typos. Believe me. <laughs> yes, yes. So I just did it for the for the third time of print, but uh, but uh, it's already sold. Four copies, maybe five. Good. Yeah. Uh, uh, I have a group that I work with uh, out of uh, out of Eastern Washington, and we we do uh, healing meditation every week, every Wednesday night. We do a, a healing meditation, uh, and uh, uh, the, I mentioned that I had a book published, and so. They bought five copies of my From the Other Side, and uh, they asked if I had anything else. And I said, well, I've got the tarot card mystery, and they said, send us down a copy. So, mm. so um, and 
and they well paid me for the last one because we sent it down by courier and uh, and 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 they looked after the cost of the book and and a little to boot so um but uh, the only thing I, I, I gotta say again is is that that the self-publishing and and Leslie, the reason I went to the self-publisher right out out of the gate was because I had a specific publisher I wanted to do business with, and 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 it didn't work out too well. But the but the other reason is I agree with you 100% that going about trying to find a publisher just out of the blue to connect with the publisher, I didn't want to go through all that work. You know, I had done I had done what I originally planned to do, which is to write a book of poetry. And after I got that done, I had then I added the short stories because there's three short stories, one at the beginning, one in the middle and one at the end. And and then I put 60 poems around those three short stories. Yeah, when I was trying to get the phonics book published, I had a very finite list. So there are only, I think, uh, maybe 20 publishers that specialize in ESL um, in the whole Anglosphere, basically. So it was very limited. So I was very focused. So I didn't have to think, you know, I mean, there are thousands, hundreds and thousands of publishing houses out there. And where do you start? So I didn't have that problem. But the problem is, after I'd exhausted the list, I had nowhere else to go. And it's it wasn't a project that I could self-publish uh, because it's actually designed as a workbook to use in class. So, yeah. I'd like to know if, Nancy, have you published a book? And how did you find your publisher? If, you, if the answer is yes... Oh, I, um, the books that I wrote into were like a joint effort of collaboration, so I wasn't involved with the publishing part of it, but I'm familiar with quite a bit in terms of, I too am a member of the Hay House um, writing and then also got involved with self-publishing uh, school. And, and just you had mentioned earlier, that's a big thing. There's a big difference between the publishing and the marketing, right? So the publishers, they're, they're just there to do the publishing. And, and the big emphasis, both in the self-publishing uh, school I was involved with and with the Hay House, is like you mentioned, it's, it's up to us as the writers to do all the marketing. And ideally, you know, to start building that platform, you know, long before you can start writing the book. But even as you're writing the book and as you're getting close to finishing the book, it's a big commitment. Like, there's a lot of work to be done. It can be very overwhelming because there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle. And so the publishing is one aspect, the marketing is another aspect, and the writing. Yes. I, I, I know um, Neil knows Ruth Kozak, and she has, uh, I think uh, Charlotte knows her as well. Um, she's actually published a historical novel, which took her 20 years to write with all the research involved. And it took her, I think, a couple of years to find a publisher. Uh, she was actually relentless in pursuing a publisher. But then I was surprised to learn that once the book was published, it wasn't the publisher that did the publicity. She had to do it all herself. 
Yeah. And this is a hard copy publisher. Yeah. And she's also subsequently self-published the same book and is actually now find, finding she's making more money through Amazon than she is through her royalties from the publisher. Yeah. And there's all sorts of books you can buy that are very supportive around how to self-publish and step-by-step and, and what's mm-hmm. involved with it. So um, the other thing I wanted to share, too, just in terms of encouragement for writing, because writing can be the difficult thing in terms of building that discipline. And not only sometimes building the discipline, but when I find for myself when I sit down to write it, it's sometimes a mindset, you know, thinking I need to do it a certain order. Or sometimes I have all these thoughts going through my head and I can't seem to get them to paper quickly enough. And I, I do the, you know, record mm. on my phone. Sometimes that's effective. Sometimes it's not. It still never seems to come out as, as, <laughs> as fluid as it does when it's just running through my head. And because I spend a lot of time outside and spend a lot of time hiking, that's, that's where everything really flows. It's trying to find mm. that way to capture mm-hmm. it all. But online, uh, through Zoom that we've all been, you know, hanging out in these Zoom rooms for this last year and a half, there's a, through Meetup, there's a group called Shut Up and Write, and they mm-hmm. have all sorts of, you know, so the, the benefit of it is they actually is a writing group that generally meets in person. However, because of COVID, they pivoted and everything's online, and now that everything's opening up, they're doing a little bit of a hybrid. So some places, you're going, they're going back to meeting in person, but the nice thing about it is because you can join online, you could join any group anywhere in the world sort of thing that doesn't shut up and write there are 24 7 all sorts of different chapters and so the idea is it's a two and a half hour session it starts at whatever time they just introduce each other the facilitator gets it going they put you on a timer you do whatever you're going to do you could be paying your bills you could be Mm -hmm. writing your book you could be marketing you could do whatever your focus is but there's something about that accountability, knowing that you're going to come back after an hour. It's like a 10-minute break. Mm-hmm. Then they go back for another hour. And at the end of the second hour, then they come back anywhere from, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes. And everybody shares what their experience has been and their progress. And, you know, so it, it's, I have done it a few different times, and I really found it helpful it, there's just something about knowing that there's somebody else doing the same thing to some degree. And then, like I say, and then you're coming back and, you know, to connect with one another. And for me, it, it, it's, it was helpful because all the different writers, groups, and, and people that have been published and have published multiple books, you know, that's the whole thing. It's just You just have to sit down and write. And sometimes you could sit there, I could sit there for a half an hour, not accomplish anything, but... So even if you start out like five minutes a day and, and mm. it's still challenging, but that's just a nice support, you know, and if you don't, like there's a writer's group here in town that I went to a couple of years back, but I didn't connect. I didn't feel comfortable in the group. I didn't mm. feel like I would, it just wasn't a good fit for me. But this is an option. I could meet with somebody in Timbuktu and, and the group that I did get involved with, I really quite enjoyed, and I never connected with anybody, got to know anybody, but the facilitator, he was just very good at, you know, and it's different people each time, but the whole thing, like I said, is this, okay, there's the hour, turn my video off, and just get to work and do whatever, Mm -hmm. and I was really productive in it, so I found it very helpful. 
Yeah, that's a really good. Uh, that's a really good way to focus, actually. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things I tell myself sometimes is just allow an hour a day. And I, I do this with a lot of things now. An hour a day for focused activity on a particular project, be it writing, working in the garden, whatever. But just yeah. Just really yeah, but I focus. find for myself it could be like, oh, I'll work in the garden and then, or yeah, no, I know. writing. It's like, well, maybe I'll go work in the garden and then I'll come back to the writing. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe I'll go walk the dogs and then I'll come back to the writing. Well. <laughs> yeah. Mark Victor Hansen, who was one of the co-write authors of the Chicken Soup saga, uh, belonged to one of his groups for a while. And his challenge was <clears throat> every day write 750 words. You know, mm. even if you write Mickey Mouse ran up the clock, but to have your, you know, in Microsoft Word, you get a word count and just to aim for 750 words a day and uh, or 10 minutes a day. And it, they showed just some examples of how much had been accomplished by that routine of just knowing you're going to go to your particular place and you're going to do those uh, 10 minutes or you're going to do your 750 words. Uh, I have yeah, published... That's this woman. Yeah,是的，是的，是的，是的，是的，是的，是的，是的，是的，是的，是的，是的，是的，是的，是的，是的，是的，是的，是的，是的，是的，是的，是的，是的，是的，是的，是的，是的，是的，是的，是的，是的
from hearing me at sometimes open mic, people would invite me to something else. So I started making photocopies of these sections of poems. And so when I went to read, I would have the photocopies uh, to sell. So they were kind of like, uh, what do we call them, dispatches or editions or zines. It was before the idea of a zine, but as um, uh, people within Quirky have explained to me what a zine is, it's stapled together and people could buy them in segments or sections. Uh, But then having a plan in mind, something that I learned through a group is identifying who is your audience. Uh, It's good initially before you write a book to ask who your audience is, but if you're writing it from something that's motivated within you, then who are the people that like stories about travel? What do they do? Do they belong to clubs? Is there opportunity to go to the club to speak? Because a lot of groups like to have speakers. So I found myself, I've sold of my first book over a hundred copies Uh, speaking at churches and having some copies made because I thought, well, uh, I published through uh, Arthur House. um, That's what they specialize in. And their pricing uh, compared with some of the others was was pretty good. And they had a fairly good reputation of working with the authors. And and so I spent, I think the first book did cost me about $1,200, but I made back that money because I found places that I could speak. And also people who like you. My high school has a reunion every five years. So I told the program person, you know, I have a book. Uh, that group also had a, a table. If you, if a church or somebody has a table where you can pay 25 bucks or so to have a table, uh, I found that churches, if you have you know, I've shared my poetry at churches. If I've had a table at a church and I have my books, they buy all the books up. So looking for things where there are people that like uh, the things that you do, I like the topics that you're writing about. Uh, if you have an opportunity, now it's a little difficult because without events, you know, there aren't all these opportunities where you can pay $25 to have a table. Some people are doing virtual things um, where when you turn attend a virtual event, the, the speakers will have a table and people can patronize their table through breaks that they have at the conference. Uh, another thing is writers clubs, readers clubs, people who have, who are book clubs, you can find through different places. You can find through Facebook, you can find through different searches, what book clubs exist within your city. So I, there was a veterans women's group who was having a bus ride. You know, the casinos pay people to bring people on a, on a, a bus. And so I found out they did, I said, oh, you guys do fundraisers. So I paid, I went on their fundraiser. I read some poems on the book, so on the, on the bus. And so some people ordered them. And then uh, I said, you know, I could do a fundraiser for you where you pre-order. Cause I thought this is great. I hate having to mail out books, a book club will pre-order the books. And so you say you're going to come to a day to their event and you will sign them. People will get a signed copy. So it eliminated the need to mail the books out to the people. They prepaid and I made it so that for, the book was $15, that the club would make $4 from each book. And, you know, if people like to, within whatever event they're having, have some entertainment, you know, I would tell stories and do something from the book. And then there were other people who came to the club. There was one woman who had a daycare and she wanted to do a fundraiser. So all in all, I did about five different fundraisers, one for Agape, the Agape Senior Centers. Uh, They gave me a space, you know, you can print at Office Depot 
fair and, and at Costco fairly inexpensively, you can make a tabletop um, display. What's the other place that? Uh, well, there's another place that advertises on TV. They print business cards and different things. But Are you Office this, Depot. Besides Office Depot, there is. Uh, I'll think of the name. I'll give you the name. But there's a place that you can print your business cards. They have a package. But Costco also has a printing department. Uh, but it's not that expensive to make a tabletop display. You can mm. make something that's 16 by 19, uh, make it easel top so it stands up on the tabletop. Uh, so it just began to, from going to people who like you or people who do things, if you support something, like supporting people who were had their own fundraising and saying, here's a fundraiser. You don't have to buy any candy. <laughs> if you hate doing things and the profit margin on candy is five bucks, then I'll make the profit margin on my book five bucks because that person that's the head of the group, they're working to get that five, you know, that five bucks. They don't have. And, and so I found it was very good that I did more than five times had a fundraiser through an organization and through book clubs, a book club at, at a church that I belong to in L.A. and a book club that I never thought that people would see uh, the book Heart Bomb Just For You, particularly as a spiritual book. But one pastor bought the book. I had people buy the book for Advent because there were poems in the beginning of the book that talked about preparation and part of Advent is you know, preparation. So that is what I now have invested in having somebody create a list for me of um, human resources people. Because again, if what you write poems that I, a lot of my poems about are recovery, or recovery from physical things, recovery from heartache. What do human resources people do? The human resources people, especially those with uh, what they call employee assistance services, those people who've got family problems or those people who are depressed, they have money to buy things to uh, lift people's mood. And so someone, someone, um, unexpected to me who had a copy of my book she said I carry your book in my briefcase she's a consultant to business and when somebody says that there's something that they can't do I read them this poem uh step 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 and she said they don't get it at first and I said but you know they relate the poem to the thing so she has sold copies of my book to people because she's found it fits something so it's I think thinking what does your book fit like Neil's book and fitting um, holistic health there are a lot of people who are practitioners of alternative health that really don't have a book but a lot of practitioners then might buy 10. I've had some people buy 10 just to have them to give to their particular clients or their particular group of people. But um, taking advantage now, you know, the, the uh, pandemic really knocked the winds out of my sales for something that I had found to be profitable in taking part in local uh, book fairs. In Los Angeles, there was a big local book fair. Atlanta, they had a thing for authors. My sister's in Atlanta, and she said, they're having this thing for authors, and if you send them a thing, they might include you. Well, not only did they include me, but by virtue of being there, uh, the library for Georgia said, anybody who took part in this authors book fair, we have a short circuit course for I mean, pathway for you to get your book included in the Georgia uh, book library system. Now, I thought, 
most of the times you perceive the process for getting things is going to be complicated. I spent, I don't know how much money, and I had my grandson that you've seen sometime pass behind here. We sent 182 letters to individual libraries, mm. <laughs> trying to get individual libraries to buy the book. I found out in one day at the Vancouver Public Library, there is a desk where you can go with a copy of your book. You can fill out a form to have your book included in the Vancouver Public Library system. They don't charge you anything. If you give them the book, then they will order more copies. So from myself, they, they do accept self-published you know, the, what do you call it, the, the um, self-publishing publishers, um, as a publisher, some, you know, some things say, mm -hmm. unless it was Random House, a pin, you know, some of the other uh, names, we don't take those books, but some self-published companies have a good reputation. So Arthur House was among the ones that they said, yes, we would buy a book from from, uh, from them. So I have sold some books through the library system. They also, the, this is a very important thing for people to know, the Vancouver Public Library now is promoting independent authors. So if you go in and you get your book listed with them, they also send you news about when you can you know what they're doing. They are doing something to direct their readers to uh, uh, desk independent is, authors. That desk is now closed, and it's done online now. Mm -hmm. But the the desk is closed. Yeah, that was the last. You know, two years ago when they had the big Canada Culture Days. Uh, a final thing that everybody here would be good to join is the BC Federation. Uh, BC Writers Federation. BC Writers Federation for $15, they will put an ad for your book into uh, a dispatch that they send out. They send out a roundup and uh, it goes to all of their members. It, 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 it has a synopsis about the book. It has a synopsis about you and it has a link directly to where you can buy it. So if your book is available on Amazon or if your book is available from your publisher, uh, they can have a link that will go right to the publishing, the purchasing page for them. So I thought that was a very worthwhile mm. investment. And there's something else. It's worth joining. Everyone who writes, it's worth joining the BC Federation. I think it's $45 for seniors, but they have workshops, they have meetups, they have opportunities to do readings. Um, so I, I have found that a very beneficial, very worthwhile thing to do. Yeah, I actually belong to the Royal City Literary Arts Society, and it's only $15 a year, and they do... Um, some really, I've done some really good writing workshops through them as well, which I found really helpful. Um, they also do reading evenings, poetry, short stories. Uh, so, yeah, they're a good resource to anybody that lives in this area, too. And then two things I've just learned. Um, Instagram and LinkedIn. How many of, does everyone have a LinkedIn account? Hmm. Yeah, I don't use it that much anymore. Okay, it's a very good thing to use because what LinkedIn does, it lets you upload samples of things. So mm. I have put, they have a, a feature called Write an Article. And mm -hmm. once I didn't know that it activated Write an Article, I put one of my poems in. And so it went into the Write an Article. So mm. then people will comment. So now I have it in my marketing plan for for 
uh, I have a mentor that's told me I fail to do this consistently every day. There's a challenge for many things for every day for 30 days, whether you sing a song, write a poem, do a dance, Mm -hmm. do it every day for 30 days, post it to your Facebook and also post it in LinkedIn as a story, a song, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it attracts attention. It builds context for you. Because that's what everyone has to do is build context beyond the people that you know. Yeah. So I've been surprised by the comments that I've gotten from LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. I've got, uh, it, so it's a very worthwhile, like you said, just, this is what the mentor is saying to me. After you get up, what do you do in the morning? Wash up, you brush your teeth, you eat. Sit down, spend one minute, record something. Every day, record something, mm-hmm. even if it's a sample poem, if it's a sample story, if it's an excerpt from what you do, mm-hmm. because it, it moves certain, this thing called algorithms. It attracts attention out into mm-hmm. the universe. And you'll have people saying, yes, I like that. Or, you know, it, it's, it's one way without the budgets, because I've had the self-publishing company give me a 1200 budget of what it would cost for them to send something to every radio station. Or they mm-hmm. guarantee I'll get four radio interviews. Mm-hmm. Well, as a radio person, I know. Being on the radio does not sell a book for you. So why would I pay somebody to get me on a radio interview? Yeah. But Another thing you can do, Charlotte, um, instead of Neil said, I think he spent $500 for somebody to build him a website. But uh, for a couple of things that I'm organized with, I built Facebook pages mm-hmm. and it costs nothing. Um, yeah. I've actually put up a Facebook page for my ESL teaching. And it was, and I put up a couple of videos on there and some ESL information, and it's it costs nothing, and it's not that hard. No, I have a Facebook page, and I've got a page for my nutrition stuff, and a page for the poetry, mm-hmm. and it gets a, uh, it, it, it gives you a lot of opportunities to promote what you're doing, mm-hmm. and to meet other people, meet even other writers. Um, Okay, well, thank you so much for joining us today, and we will look forward to seeing you again next week. And ideas and things that you have for what we might do as we move from juicy July into active August, (laughs) you can send me or let me know. And uh, Jesse is working with people also on helping you to be a co-facilitator. So if there's something that you want to facilitate a session on, we welcome you saying, hey, I want to do that. This is what I want to do and uh, get help with setting it up to facilitate it.